Okay, so today we're reading a book called The Book of Gold, and it's by Bob's to Ake. And it is read today by Mommy and Philip. And Philip. Here we go. Isaac Gutenberg wasn't interested in much. Not in toys, not in the funny papers, not even in his pet goldfish. His parents tried to tempt him with books. How about I read a story about a dinosaur, dear? Asked his mother. Dinosaurs are long gone, huffed Isaac. My goodness, Isaac, look at how tall this skyscraper is, said his father, pointing to a page. Skyscrapers are always tall, replied Isaac. It was a beautiful spring day in 1935 when Isaac's parents took him on the trolley over the East River from Brooklyn into New York City. Oh, how I love those lions, Isaac's father exclaimed as they made their way up the steps of the New York Public Library. Aren't they amazing, Isaac? asked his mother. They're busy guarding the thousands and thousands of books inside. An entire building filled with books, Isaac groaned. Do we have to go in? Isaac's parents loved books. They adored how they smelled and the way they felt in their hands. But most of all, they loved discovering the answers hidden inside. Isaac, have you ever wondered how wide a single eye on the Statue of Liberty is? Asked his mother as she leafed through a book. Now, do you know what it means to leaf through a book? It means you flip through the pages pretty quickly and just kind of look at them. But you don't read them all. Isaac sulked. Ooh, that's another great word. Do you know what it means to sulk? Mommy. Yeah? Why is this the book of gold? Well, we got to find out. That's a good question. But do you know what it means to sulk? No. To sulk is another way of saying to pout or to frown. Does it matter? He asked. Isaac, did you know that men with giant earth movers built a canal in Panama to create a shortcut between the Atlantic and the Pacific Oceans? Asked his father. But Isaac had his own question. Can we go home yet? As the Gutenbergs left the library and strolled along 42nd Street, Isaac's mother glanced in a store window. Ah, she said, this shop might have the perfect gift for your Aunt Sadie. Isaac sighed. It was a strange store filled floor to ceiling with curious things. There was an elephant head hanging on a wall. 
and a suit of armor. And there was even a dinosaur bone displayed beneath a fancy glass dome. Where's the fancy glass dome? In the picture, we can see those things. I'll post it on my Instagram so you guys can see. While father and mother looked at the dusty knickknacks, Isaac sat down on the cold tile floor and waited. You're not interested in the tin toys, young man? Asked the old shopkeeper as she stepped closer. Not really, he said. Then how about a steam locomotive? She asked. Nope, sighed Isaac. The shopkeeper froze. Her violet eyes grew wider. Tell me, child, she whispered. Have you heard about the Book of Gold? Isaac shook his head. There is a legend, she explained, that somewhere in the world there is one very special book that is just waiting to be discovered. It will look like any other book, but it holds all the answers to every question ever asked. And when it is opened, it turns to solid gold. A book that turns into gold? Asked Isaac. He couldn't imagine anything greater. He'd be rich. You mean I could be the one to find that book? Of course you could. The shopkeeper smiled knowingly. As the Gutenbergs left with Aunt Sadie's gift, the old shopkeeper called out to Isaac, Good luck in your search, young man. You'll need patience and fortitude to find the Book of Gold. But Isaac didn't hear her. He was already out the door. Isaac ran to the first bookstore he could find. He opened a book about pirates, but nothing happened. He opened many other books then slammed them closed. Isaac peeked into the window of a diner and saw a book on the counter. He ran in and opened it, but the book didn't turn to gold. He noticed a book fall from a woman's purse. He picked it up and excitedly opened it, but again, nothing happened. On the trip home, he spied a book left on a trolley seat. He opened it, but this book didn't turn into gold either. Isaac flew up the stairs of his apartment and went straight to a cabinet filled with books. He opened one after another as fast as he could and dropped them even faster into a big pile. For days and months, Isaac continued to search. It was more difficult than he had ever imagined. As hard as he tried, he could not find the book of gold. But one day, something quite unexpected happened. Isaac opened a book called The Seven Wonders of the World, and a question popped into his head. Why don't the pyramids have windows? 
Why don't the pyramids have windows? Let's see. That was the first of many questions. With every new book he opened, Isaac grew more curious. How can something as heavy as a ship float? Who invented pizza? Were dinosaurs ever covered in fur? By the time he was 10 years old, Isaac's questions became even more profound. How did the number eight get its name? If gravity didn't exist, could you still fly a kite? Why don't elevators also travel sideways? Whoa. Do you know what profound means? It becomes, it, it's another way of saying that his questions became deeper and harder to think about. If it's profound, it means it's a deep thought. So I would say Isaac is thinking a lot more. Isaac grew up. He became a teenager and then a man. And he never forgot what the old shopkeeper had told him about the Book of Gold all those years before. Isaac searched and searched and searched some more. And in the back of his mind, he worried that someone else might discover the book before he did. He scoured libraries for old books and bookstores for new ones. He climbed into the dark attics of friends to pick through their musty boxes. He visited flea markets and yard sales and junk shops. As the years went by, Isaac picked up fewer books because he found himself reading every one he opened. Isaac was discovering. He learned who invented pizza. He saw diagrams showing how heavy ships could float. He had heavy ships float. Oh, I think we would need to read a different book to find out the answer to that. He had yet to discover how the number eight got its name, but he was sure he'd eventually find the answer. Still, he kept searching. As he read more and more, Isaac's world grew bigger, and soon he found himself traveling great distances. One summer, he took a plane to India on a hunch that he might find the Book of Gold in a street bazaar in Calcutta. Another year, he traveled to Russia to see if the book might be hidden in one of the onion-shaped domes on the towers overlooking Red Square. Twice, he sailed by ship to Egypt because he believed the Book of Gold might very well be buried Pharaoh's tomb. Isaac didn't find the elusive book, but he learned why the pyramids had been built without windows. And I can tell you that. Why? It's because they are tombs, which means that there are <clears throat> great kings of the past buried inside of them. And they don't need to see out, so they don't need windows. Moving on. Isaac was now old, a man of 80. He walked slowly and his eyesight was beginning to fail. Though the rickety trolley he had often ridden 
As a boy was long gone, he could still travel from Brooklyn into New York City by subway. When Isaac strolled through the city, he couldn't believe how much had changed, while other things remained the same. One day, Isaac turned a corner onto Fifth Avenue and politely tipped his hat to the familiar marble lions. He had always been curious to know whether they had names, and in a book, he'd found the answer. The lion on the left was named Patience, and the one on the right was Fortitude. Ah sighed Isaac. He sank into a comfy chair to rest his weary legs. His thoughts wandered back to the first time he had visited the library. He reflected on his mother and father as he remembered the mysterious old shopkeeper. He now realized that he would probably never find the Book of Gold. But because of that book, Isaac had asked questions and searched for answers. He had visited distant lands and he'd used his imagination to go places he'd never been. He had lived a long life filled with wonder. Mommy, mm-hmm. where could you find the Book of Gold? Well, let's find out. Let's see. Maybe the Book of Gold is not real. Oh, Philip. And my friends who are listening, I can assure you the Book of Gold must be very well be real because I'm looking for it too which is why I read new stories to you every day because one of these stories might turn gold let's keep reading maybe because look it's called the book book of of gold the book of gold good reading buddy good reading okay now Isaac looked around the library. He saw a girl on her mother's lap looking at pictures in a book. He watched a young man reach high to pull down a book from about robots. He saw people leafing through pages and others reading in big cozy chairs. They were all searching. Then Isaac noticed a little boy. He was sitting at the same table piled with books where Isaac had sat so many years ago. The library began to glow like the sun itself, a golden aura encircling them. Isaac stood up, steadied himself with his cane, and slowly approached the boy. Isaac's eyes grew wider. Tell me, child, he whispered, have you ever heard about the Book of Gold? And that is the end of the story. What do you think happens next? I don't know. You don't know? Yeah. Do you think that that new little boy goes on the search for the Book of Gold. So, the little boy can give it to, to, to the old man. Mm, or maybe keep it for himself. I don't know. But that's the end. <laughs>